0: Hey Io Dranva, or here some on the Gemma or Ian, or Hatha ear Tastora Scuba Podcaster. Hi, I'm Ranva, and I'm here with Gemma and Ian, and this is the Big Scuba Caster.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Big Scuba Podcast. This is episode 330, three or if you want the Roman numerals, XXX. Welcome back, Gemma. You're right.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm really pleased you said that.
1: Yep, good, good. Uh, so, this is the episode with Ranva, who we got to know and who's one of the ambassadors for Fourth Element.
2: Yep, so she is uh, working for Fourth Element and also Shearwater, and she's about to go on an expedition in a few months, which is an all women's expedition to cave uh, exploration.
1: Yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah. So um, that'd be good. And uh, that'd be really good to uh, get some updates with Ranva and the rest of the crew about you know, how that goes. Yeah,
2: it's quite an honour, I think, Yeah, to be an all women
1: team that far. It's actually hardcore, actually, with what they're doing. And uh, yeah. yeah, it sounds quite good. So we're looking forward to uh, seeing how all that develops. Um, We've just come back from St. Abbs, which we're going to be talking about on the next episode, don't we?
2: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we had a three-day diving trip. Yes.
1: That was was really good. Yeah. And you are now done another six dives. Yeah, uh, so so I'm now
2: up to 14 dives.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Woo-hoo! That's good. Excellent. All right, well, let's um, not dilly-dally any further. Let's crack on and let's talk to Ranva, yeah?
2: Yep. So here is Ranva talking about her scuba journey and her time at Fourth Element and her upcoming expedition for some cave exploration with an all-women team.
1: Brilliant. But wait, hold on. Not so fast <laughs> because we've got to wait till the end because we're going to give you a bit of an update about who's coming up next and also a little bit of news as well. That'll be coming up right after yeah Diego. so stay tuned don't change don't go anyway
2: Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you?
0: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
2: Yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, thank you for joining us on the Big Scooper podcast. So yeah, Let's we'll, nice join us. We'll just introduce ourselves um, so you know a bit about us. Um, so, obviously, I'm Gemma. Um, in terms of diving, I literally just qualified this weekend as an open water diver. <laughs> so, Congratulations. Yeah, so it started before the lockdown and then it sta- stopped. Um, and then finally got it done at Fair Water this week.
1: In horrendous condition.
2: Oh, makes you a proper diver done. <laughs> yeah, visibility was like Literally, visibility was like that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I, yeah, I enjoyed it, it was great fun and yeah. And then uh, yesterday I did my first offshore dive to a wreck. Oh, cool. I've, done, I've got six dives. <laughs> my log now so yes yeah. <laughs> so I've got a new perspective as a diver and uh, yeah so so but I'm looking forward to doing a lot more as well so, but outside of that you know I do like the water and paddle boarding and swimming and live on the beach so it's kind of meant to be hopefully <laughs>
1: that's awesome
2: so that's me so,
1: okay, okay um, yeah Uh dive master for about three years diving for about five um thought about going down the tech route but went down the whole uh dive master route and what have you um really enjoy that really enjoy meeting people and talking to them and helping them on their j on the on the journey on the j word there um so yeah just having that sort of uh, fun with diving really and helping Gemma get started and uh you know hopefully uh, giving her a bit of confidence as well and um hopefully Sort of trying to mope my kids to get into diving as well, a bit of that. So uh, that's kind of about me, really, you know. Well, so how old are your kids? Uh, my son is 12 and my yeah. daughter is 10. All right, so
0: they're perfect. age
1: to start diving then. Yeah, yeah, they've done the SEAL teams, um, things in the pool. So, um, yeah, it's time to, you know, get them out. We've done, done snorkelling and uh, messing about the rivers and those sort of things. So it'd be good to uh, get them into open water in a couple of years' time, you know.
2: Yeah. I think my son
1: is more into his Xbox and those sort of things and uh, skates <laughs> skate at the moment. Yeah. So hopefully we might get him into uh, diving at some stage. But uh, honey, I think she she might get into it more earlier on. Yeah. Oh, cool. So let's hear about you. You know, let's, let's let's hear about all the things that you know exciting you've got. We looked at your social media. You've got some amazing photos. You know, he does some amazing dives. So t- you know. T- Tell us about yourself.
0: Well, um, okay. Um, so we'll just start with the beginning, I guess. So I'm, I'm originally from the Faroe Islands, and yeah. uh, those who might not know where they are, there's a little island group between Iceland and Scotland. Um, we are a self-governed nation, um, but belong to Denmark. So it's only about 50,000 people, and the islands are 100 kilometres from north to south. So I literally grew up by the cliffs of the Faroe Islands. I used to race across the cliffs with my friends to see who could run fastest and we would always be like looking down in the water and trying to see what was like under the kelp forest and what was there what was there so I've always been drawn
1: to the ocean. I think we had some amazing storms up there and uh, some amazing seas as well didn't you?
0: Yes we do definitely and uh, the winds like uh, weather just controls everything back home as children, we, uh, we used to, if, if you wake up at, in winter and you can hear it was windy, you would quickly run up and turn on the radio to check if uh, if the buses were running. Because if the buses weren't running, that meant school was off for the day. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so that's kind of so where, where I started, like with the love for the ocean. Um, and when I was 20 years old, I was traveling in Australia. Um, but back then, I already kind of developed a little bit of a fear of, of the creepy-crawlies in the ocean.
1: I was like, no, come on, you're you time, it. working! You can't be no. you can't tell me. You're now scared of spiders.
0: No, I, I overcame that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, like just um, walking onto the beaches and stuff like that, I was absolutely terrified that a shark would come and bite me <laughs> or I would step on a sea urchin or something else. Like, you always hear about these horror stories about everything in Australia can kill you. So, but anyway, like doing the bucket list and traveling around as you did. I was up uh, around Cairns and and I always kind of wanted to try scuba diving as well. So I thought it was a box that was going to be ticked to do my open water course and then continue on with my trip. I think bungee jumping like that. Um however, um doing the course uh, like doing it in the pool was fine, but so I was always been swimming a lot, so, so that wasn't a problem. And then we came out to, to the reef. It was um it was a liverboard actually, three days on my open water, So I started out quite spoiled. Um but I uh, still a bit like, oh what about the sharks and everything dangerous down there? But as soon as I, I actually got my mask on I was able to see what was I mean, that fear just disappeared and was replaced by this feeling of falling in love it was, yeah, yeah love at first dive proper and, <laughs> uh, since then it was just one thing after the other I just wanted to do more and more and more and six months after I am um, I finished as a dive master in Bali where I've been for five weeks or I think six weeks at Gilly T
1: great place to uh, get your qualification as well
0: yes it was it was great and there was Because there's so much traffic as well, so often you think about um, conveyor belt with some of these busy dive schools. But for a dive master, it was perfect because you got so much experience so quickly for so many different scenarios and so many um, type people as well. So that I really enjoyed that. So yeah, and then after that, my gap year was kind of over. I went back to the Faroes for a bit and I worked as a dive master, but. What we mostly did was guided snorkel trips in dry seats back home. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is quite fun and so like it was twelve years ago. So twelve years ago tourism hadn't even begun back. So it was just yeah. for locals. We'd take females out to do snorkeling because diving still felt like a man's sport and females back home weren't like oof. I think at the time we were only like Does it
1: still feel like that?
0: Back home, yeah. Back really? home, yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. So one of my best mates, um, Boogie, he's just started a dive center at home that's called North Atlantic Diving. And he's, he's, he's been working in Denmark as a dive instructor for a while and he's really starting to get everything up and running. Um, so he's, I think he's doing a paddy women's dive day here now on the weekend.
1: Yeah, because that's it's Saturday. Saturday.
0: Yeah, it's Saturday. So he's, um, so he's trying to encourage more, but still there's only about, I think about three or four active divers like that are female back home. Obviously, right. you, you need these passionate people yeah. to get the, the community and the environment going. It looks like he's just managed to pull it off, but obviously it's a bit a while. But imagine the
1: conditions. Uh, 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 I know we just mentioned like the storms, but the, you know back home, are the conditions much harsher than what they are in the UK?
0: Well, you'd really need to take current into the equation. Sometimes you, in between the islands, like so you... you the Faroe Islands are on, the, on this bank, and then the islands—there's 18 islands that uh, come up. So, in between the fjords, the water is just gushing through. So, sometimes when you're sailing, it, it's like it's bubbling. So, you really need to be aware of the currents that are there. But there's lots mm-hmm. of protected fjords that you can that you can mm-hmm. go diving in. And because the islands are so small, it's, you can quite quickly drive from one side to the other if the conditions aren't right for that for the site. So. So it, it is is spectacular.
1: Is it particularly like deep dive in there?
0: No, not necessarily. I mean, I think to the best of my knowledge, the deepest you can go is about seventeen meters, which is obviously is tech depth, but not impossible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you have you have lovely sheltered fjords and cracks and stuff that you can dive in as well. And quite interesting, interesting entry points with I think about a hundred stairs that you need to climb up and down with your dive kit and stuff. So Hopefully, I'm going back home in a week, so and we'll be doing some diving. So if you follow on social media, you can I'll yeah, post, it'll be interesting. Yeah,
1: post yeah. There. yeah. I'm kind of imagining a scene a bit similar to maybe what's up at the Farne Islands, and yeah. when you go further ahead, further up north to like Scotland, yeah, that that sort of type landscape, scenery, and diving.
0: Yeah, definitely in kelp and like big kelp forests as I well. I love that. Yeah. There's yeah.
1: a there's a dive at the Farne Island and. Um, it's not particularly deep there's only probably eight meters something like that yeah. and and you just get the current that picks you along and and you've got all the kelp sort of swaying and, and you can see all <laughs> the critters and the life below and you're, just, you're above it just like looking at it or oh, it's just actually flying past as well because you're yeah. you're in the current going with it yeah. yeah great yeah, it's <laughs>
0: absolutely stunning and the color is so vivid as well especially if you catch it on a good sunny day and especially just staying in the shallow stay about five meters yeah. there's no need to go deep then you can really catch the sunbeams coming through and they light up all the reds in the in on the seabed it's just incredible so how often
1: do you get to uh, get home
0: i try to go twice a year for summer and for christmas um i didn't go home this christmas so it will be a full year since i've been at home so i'm very excited to go uh-huh. home now um, with the whole situation, Corona and stuff as well. Um, Fortunately, the Far East government has been very good at handling it. So everybody who arrives to the Faroe Islands will get tested upon arrival for free, and you have to be quarantined until you get the results from the test. But that is later mm-hmm. next day, and then you're free to roam around as crazy okay. as you next like. Next day, so, yeah, next day. So, next so days. I, yeah, so I haven't actually done my Trimix course yet. But Boogie, as uh, he's one of my best friends, he gave it to me for a thirtieth birthday, which was two years oh, right, ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're t- so I'm uh, hopefully I'm going to go on a course when I go back home as well. I'm so catchy. that's yeah. That's, oh, yeah.
2: So how did your um sort of scuba journey progress? So obviously, you dive master. So obviously, then did it get more and more into the technical side? Yeah.
0: Well, after that, I was just kind of thinking like I needed to be a grown-up and have a. I have a grown-up job, um, but somehow scuba diving kept pulling it back at me. And then uh, I was living in Copenhagen, and, and actually with said friend from the Faroe Islands, he invited me on a trip to Egypt, where where four of us went for a little little dive holiday. He was saying to me, "Oh, Rama, like I'm doing my instructor course in a month's time. Do you wanna do you wanna come with me?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm never gonna use that for anything." <laughs> but he managed to talk me into it and uh, and since then it's just been one thing after another and then it was just scuba diving just everything so yeah. we did, did our course did the first part of our course in Copenhagen the second part in Oslo in Norway and then we did our instructor exam in Stockholm Sweden oh, <laughs> awesome. so we were traveling around to become instructors i was working as a flight attendant at that time so Fortunately, I was able to get us on some pretty cheap flights, so we with, uh, Scandinavian Airlines. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. so there was a lot of figuring out what hell to be when I grew up, so that was part of it. just trying to be a flight attendant for a while. It's great <laughs> fun. Yeah, <okay. laughs> yeah, but, uh, but the scheduling was pretty difficult, as you can imagine, with flying and then diving that. Um, and then I became a, a dive instructor, and I was working in Copenhagen. Uh, as a freelance instructor which is you wouldn't think that you could see so much but and sometimes when you have to do open water course we had to uh, drive an hour away from Copenhagen just to get plus six meters so they could persist. and then yeah and in winter you get some pretty horrific you get temperatures down to like one, zero degrees, yeah, yeah so you can, um, and in summer, the tests were up to by eight, you get the full spectrum. So I felt I got properly challenged and there. <laughs> uh, That's good then. And then, but by then I was just really hooked, like diving, that this is what I with my life. Um, but I wasn't entirely sure if i um, an instructor. I quite the having the freedom of working or wanting to be diving as well. So mm. I didn't want to feel like a chore. When did do you last
1: teach? Pardon? When did you last teach?
0: When? Um, a couple of weeks ago, actually. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, good. so, I'm, so I, still, I still teach a little bit once in a while. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to teach my partner. <laughs> it's not going too well at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> he likes to slack a bit, so I need to crack out the whip now and make sure. He
1: gets it. <laughs> yeah, so chop, chop.
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um so we'll see but yeah so i still try to to keep the knowledge nothing up to date i've been um, i trend um, i transitioned from being a paddy instructor to sdi as well sdi a scuba diving international yeah exactly there's so many organizations as well especially as the internet is growing like how available the courses are online yeah. now yeah. Um, but yeah so then then i was working in denmark and that's actually also i Actually, maybe not accident, I jumped in a cave course, a friend said they were the third per course, and I was oh, why not, sounds fun, hadn't I actually went not? so it was an accident. <laughs> Did you talk
1: to <laughs> any cave divers and have a chat with them?
0: Yeah, so again, my same mate from the Faroe Islands, He's already already done the course, so I gave him a ring, and then uh, I asked him what he thought, and uh, told him like, oh, they need a third person, I'm not actually sure do you think it's something I should do? And he's like, yes! <laughs> and, then, uh, and then he's like, okay, right, maybe you need a little bit more explanation than just a big fat yes, but here's why. And then he was explaining, and he sold me the idea pretty well. So I ended up flying over to Florida with, uh, with my instructor from Denmark, who's Rasmus Dysted. He's got a company called Tangle Diving Courses, And he's actually the instructor who also taught me to be a dive instructor. So we have right. been following along for quite a while and then uh, we flew over and you know you're always a little bit nervous before a big course like that but okay. after you've mm-hmm. done the first breakdown dive or literally everything that can go wrong will go wrong to prepare mm-hmm. you and uh, after we've done that the worst hurdles to get over the rest was your magic and it was just entering weird and wonderful space kind of you felt like an astronaut like visiting a world it's just what part of florida is that it's um north florida so it's a high springs area um so it's just it's really really cool it's it's a cool area to visit as well it's proper redneck out there as well (laughs) it's like very small town as well people are lovely there's a really cool dive center um, called amigos dive center where it's self-serve so it was totally based on the trust system. So the first day you get there, you make an account and then you have a chat with Wayne, who's the owner of the dive shop, who's a lovely guy as well. And then it's kind of like a drive-in yeah, a gas filling station. So you drive in, drive around the house, wait until it's your turn, plug everything in yourself and then you put it in the computer what you, what you took and then you drive off again for the dives. Uh <laughs> back. Yeah. So that's really
1: awesome. That's great idea. Yeah. Was it? I bet it's twenty four hours. Had it? Is it twenty four hours?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty four hours. It's only when you need to redish, uh, register and get your tanks and stuff. You need to come in when, when Wayne's actually there. But the rest of the time, you just kind of manage manage
2: it yourself. What? not that year?
0: It's crazy, right, isn't it? Okay. Uh, yeah. So, had you been
2: into caves like dry caves before you kind of did the diving thing?
0: Yeah, no, no, I haven't. Um, I so now I live in Cornwall. Um, in the UK and Wookiee Hole is not that far away. So yeah. I've been looking to um, join the CDG, so the Cave Divers right. Guild I think it's called, um, but there's just been quite a lot of uh, things happening. So I Have you
1: spoken to uh, Michael Thomas or Robert Thomas?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There, I actually went cave diving with both of them up in Wales. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah so we went to um, a couple of slate mines, and went diving. Nicer. there, Yeah, it was yeah. really cool. That that so was nice. an experience. That was that was very different cave diving to the one in Florida uh, and Mexico where I've been as well. So everything is like really nicely set up. You got a it on and stuff like that, and there's <laughs> a nice nice wooden patches to down. Up in Wales, <laughs> it definitely wasn't like that. More hardcore. Hardcore, muddy, you had it to is. have proper boots to make sure True that caving. Yeah, proper caving as well. So Mike was taking out ropes. We weren't doing like proper what's it called in English? Uh repelling? Repelling, yeah. 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 We weren't doing that, but we didn't need a rope to help us get down into the hole and then like clambering down these uh slate mines. <laughs> see what down. he's been
1: doing the last couple of days. Has he? He's been doing some uh, repair works at Wookie Hall, Wookie Hall sorry, and um, the amazing photos that they've been sharing.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're doing some really, really cool stuff. I really need to uh, see if I can go diving with them. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you get a chance. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're both amazing divers themselves, but they're also just good, great companies to hang around. Yeah, they're we nice had
1: one for the um, uh, Father's Day episode. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were telling us all about it. it and absolutely fascinating
2: yeah yeah I'm so yeah. passionate about it yeah yeah so so you started cave diving then so where did that take you
0: oh my goodness that took me to even even more places well <laughs> it, it actually so so that kind of took me to where i am today as well so our trip uh, coincided just with the DiMA show so before we started our cave diving trip we had a couple of days at the DEMA trade show in Florida and for yeah. I don't know know what it is but for those who don't know it's the world's largest trade-only diving show that's that's um, in the states so it was in Orlando the year that we were there and every other year it switches between Orlando and Las Vegas and at this trade show I met Jim Standing and Paul Strike who are the (laughs) founders and directors of Fourth Element (laughs) And um, and so that was when the first introduction was made to those two guys. And um, and so I did the cave diving course, came back to Denmark, and then about six months later, I was just ready to leave Denmark. Now I wanted something else, and at that point, I saw that fourth element was actually hiring, and uh, I had no idea where Cornwall was <laughs> when I saw <started laughs> the application. I had to go Got a in world a down there. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So first I had to Google Cornwall and like, oh, that looks like quite a nice price. Yeah, yeah, I can see myself in there. And then I looked a bit more about the job. The job was a dry suit repair technician and for service. So at that point, I literally, I had no idea how to fix a dry suit. Well, I, I love fourth element. You say yes. Yeah, Jim and Paul are just absolutely amazing guys as well. And I, I really wanted to work for the company. Maybe not so much the position itself, uh, but just working for them. And I thought just like, yeah, I think I think, I think I think that's what I want. So I flew over for an interview. I didn't get the job. Oh, nice. <laughs> 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 I didn't know how to repair dry suits. <laughs> However, um, luckily, um, they at that point needed a sales manager of the scandinavian region so it was just a stroke of luck and timing and then it's like well Perfect. you have that job but we made you another one please come work for you oh, that's that's, so that's three and a half years ago and i'm still here are you do you sell
1: shearwaters as well
0: So that's a brand new thing as well so fourth element have just become the agents of shearwater for scandinavian politics okay. And that is my role now as well. So now I am 4th Element and Shearwater, Scandinavia and the
1: Baltic. Right, okay.
0: So, yeah, I'm, getting, I'm getting all the samples tomorrow.
1: <laughs> to Are you Shearwater so, sure, yeah. as well? Good computers. Yeah,
0: so it's going to be Christmas times 10, having, you know, uh-huh. having a look and play with all the samples and stuff. So that's going to
2: be amazing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it must be amazing to have a job that is doing something you love as well and connecting so closely to it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely, it was, again, it was just more of a stroke of luck and actually just saying yes to some opportunities even, or, or even charging for it, even though that maybe dry suit repairs wasn't exactly what I wanted to do, but it was it was the ethos of fulfilment that I wanted to work for mm-hmm. as well.
1: Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you, you dive with a rebreather as well, don't you?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, I do. Um, Obviously, AP diving is literally across the street from us. Yeah. And um, and I've always been fascinated by them. I always like, oh, that's, that was a dream to get my own reboot, or at least just to learn it. Um, and here, there's a really cool dive center here in Palma, uh, Seaways Diving, where there's uh, John Adams is one of the BSAC instructors. Right. And they have, um, and they have, uh, he's he's a very experienced instructor on this and he's been teaching years. And, uh, and obviously I, I started going diving with them and the freelance team a little bit with at CWICE as well. And then I managed to get a loaner unit the community as well. So even if you can't afford the units before doing your course, you at least try it or rent it through if you're a BSAC member. I think they have like two or three units that you can rent. Yes. And but obviously you have to, you can't just rent it without being able to yeah. use it. Well, if you're not entirely certain what you need to learn on and all of that stuff, then great
1: way to do it. And Is that a uh, so, available nation nationwide? Then that type of scheme. Do you know?
0: I'm pretty sure it's nationwide. Yeah, um, but definitely have a chat with John Adams. Uh, he's, mm. he's, he's he's the main man, and he's uh, I think he's one of the main instructors act as well. Um, but I'm pretty sure they'll they'll be up. So you it's have good, to. Be yeah, a, they're expensive yeah.
1: as well, aren't they? You know, yeah. so it's good to try these things before you actually, you know, too committed. Yeah,
0: exactly. So and but, but as I mentioned, you have to be a BSAC member before you can get access to the mm-hmm. units.
1: Yeah, well, that's fair enough. You know, I know. So you've got a big um, you involved in a, a big dive plan coming up, aren't you? Tell yes. us about that.
0: Um, so that's called the Shunan Ha expedition and right. it's the first, or well, to the best of our knowledge, is the first all-female exploration pro- uh, cave project for animals oh, wow. in Mexico, yeah. So the project is, that the idea originated from by Robbie Schmidt, who's a German, you, know, you might have heard about the guy for the water caves in Mexico. world, that was Robbie. Uh, okay. Robbie has the theory that there's a fracture that runs from the top of the all the way down to the east and when you look at the cave cave maps see that all the all the horizontal are on the side of the fracture mm-hmm. which she suspects fracturing on the west side are vertical so what Robbie thinks if there is one big water-bearing mother cave that actually has created all the, all the other form. So he spent years searching over uh, Google Maps, finding cenotes, exploring them and stuff. So what yeah. we're trying yeah. to do now is go and see um, if we can actually find evidence that the whole box fracture is a water-bearing cave itself. And he's got five cenotes, mm. I think I think it was five, mm. that um, haven't been dived yet, so um, there are, and so us, the team of six ladies, are going to explore these caves and find other. That's gonna be exciting,
1: considering they're f- especially with five caves that never been explored before.
0: Yeah, exactly. He, Robbie has been in there just to poke his head in to make sure that they're at the caves are actually going somewhere.
1: Mm. So
0: he knows that they're caves. Um, so so he's been in there himself just to have a quick look around. But but they are they're there for us to explore, and they're so far in that we have to jungle camping as well.
1: Oh wow! Yeah,
0: it's, it's really cool. So I, I, I personally have not done any exploration before. So, and I think Ellen, Ellen, who's another Ellen Coiler, she's another team member. She hasn't done any exploration before. So, and also we will all be doing uh, a course in surveying before we actually start exploring. But yeah. Marie and myself, we've done uh, we've done lots of cave downings before as well. And most recently. Or last year was the the Paralens project. We made a video called Unexplored, which was more of a inspirational video for ladies uh, or for people to do rebreather and
1: So who, who's actually on the um, who's on there who's going out with you?
0: So so it's myself and Maria uh, Maria Bollerup. Then it's Ellen Quaylerz, who's a photographer from Belgium, but who lives uh, she lives in uh, the Cayman Islands. Then is uh, Tamara, uh, Tamara May. She is, I think she's from Australia, but she lives and works at loom uh, already. As a, I think as a guide, but she's just been a cabin instructor. Then okay. we have Julia Gugelmeyer, who is a German who also lives and works at Lulun. So there, uh, and then finally we have uh, Melody Trevino, who is a local Mexican, who lives and works at a dive center called Ixcalac, uh, or XTC, okay. down this border. And they also just opened a dive centre so it's us six ladies that are yeah, So when, when do you actually leave
2: to start this expedition?
0: Yeah we were hoping to go in November but considering the situation in the world <laughs> we had to postpone it so now we mm. are, are aiming for the first two weeks in February. Mm. So not too far away. Not too no. far away now. No. <laughs> the fourth Element is on as one of the sponsors as well for the project um it's yeah. so really exciting as well and, and we are looking for sponsors as well we're to to cover the expedition costs mm. um, there's uh, if you go to he's got there's all the information about the show yeah. okay yeah we'll have to maybe share we that, share that. You. Yeah, that's it. yeah yeah that'd be great thank you well, we can really use all the help that we
2: can get to to uh, to get this uh, project off the yeah, ground can
0: well. be definitely. yeah,
2: definitely. So, how long do you think you're going to be away? Have you got a set time span from start to finish? Um. So, uh, according to Robbie, it's 24
0: days from start to finish, mm. uh, but that's including training and all of that as well, and uh, before plus setting up the. Um, the procedures and everything as well to make sure we get the right data collected out as well and then there's four days now four, 14 days of exploration and then another five days at the end to collect the data and as well or to process the data that we collected
2: amazing <laughs> it's just yeah to go to unknown territory as well and
0: yeah yeah it's gonna be uh it's gonna be amazing being yeah so yeah
1: so what yeah. Is, what do you say is, is that gonna be like your best dive or you know what is your best dive would you say today would you say what comes to mind
0: it's it's such a difficult question as well because there's been so many best dives Um, so but one that i spoke about recently was was on my first trip to mexico that i cave diving there and that was with another friend of mine uh, called Karina, and we um, were driving up to this backyard of, of someone's house in mexico and you kind of knock on the door and you ask if you can dive their hole and they you're like yeah, yeah and you give them some money and then there's a little bench set up and then you get that ready <laughs> and then you walk down this little path and then there's a puddle <laughs> it's the best way you can describe it it fits about three divers water is about thigh to waist high and then you stand there do your checks put your mask on and when you see pictures of people standing in the hole it just looks a bit funny it's like a bit of overkill with all your kit and just sit there getting ready to go nowhere as it looks like and then there's a rope on the side of the wall as well so you go over you grab the rope and then you start going down but because you've been standing in this puddle for a while getting ready there's absolute zero visibility so you so you just kind of following this rope and you can feel you're going through a hole and your head's kind of like banging onto stuff and tanks go, you feel like a human pinball machine. You're going down uh going down this hole and then suddenly whoosh, like the cave just opens up. It's like Visibility is endless. The walls down there are just pure white, the reflection of the torch just shines back. Oh wow. It's, it's incredible. incredible. And then there's these big, amazing stalactites and stalagmites coming to ceilings or and, and another thing that's really cool about this particular, you come out there and you, you you come down to the hole and turn back up. And you look from where you come. There's a little shelf in the corner which got some pottery from when the water the water table was lower down. And mm-hmm. the ancient Mayans could come down and bring their offerings, offering the shabalba, and put them down there as well. So uh, they think it's their uh-huh. pottery already back then. Yeah. Uh, it's just an mm-hmm. incredible dive. That's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but Mexico filled with those, yeah, and, right. and, and especially this one whole, it's just such easy diving as well. The average depth is 10 meters all the way, so you just like don't have to worry about compression. You just make, make sure you've got enough gas to get back out and have wow. some water as yeah. well. Yeah. to add to the list? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I bet yeah. it's nice. hard for you, Gemma, hearing all this stuff now.
2: you I mean, Your list must <laughs> be getting longer and longer, huh? I think it's, it's really helped obviously in lockdown talking to these amazing people you know from big names to kind of just normal you know divers that are just passionate about it and it's just like wow <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it, I think we're all here just because we love it
0: as well I don't yeah. think there's anyone really in this industry because yeah for anything else but the love and passion for it which is awesome it's great being in an industry like that
1: and that's also one of the reasons why I, I enjoy it so much. And, yeah, okay. So we've got um, we've got, got someone coming on from Paralens on Friday to talk to us, and uh, so I'm really excited because I'm a bit of a I do quite like their their cameras. What do you think to the new for
0: Oh my God! So I am I've been using Paralens since the beginning, and um, is it are you speaking to Jacob?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Jacob, he's a, he's a good mate as well and um so i've i've been using the parallelence from the beginning so i am so excited about the new one coming out and um and especially especially the citizen science part of it as well where you can actually do something useful with the image that that you come with i am no photographer at all and it's kind of on purpose i haven't done it either because I just get too perfectionist about it, and like it mm. has to. It's just going to ruin enjoyment of the dive. I think for me personally, I might change my mind.
1: Later it's then. true though, isn't it? Because you you see it all the time, don't you? And some you have a GoPro, say, or but usually it's a GoPro on a stick. Yeah. And they have no idea where their fins are or anything. They're just focused on the GoPro. And yeah. Exactly. Like I said this to Gemma yesterday because Gemma was talking about taking a camera. Away. And um, you know, it's it's good just to focus on the diving and not yeah,
2: get I light. had a torch, so that was my focus. <laughs> like blinding oh, in <laughs> yeah. the torch yeah. is actually
0: a really, really good tool to have um because it helps you focus sometimes it can be a bit overwhelming with all the things that you can see. So if you have a torch and you can pinpoint what you're looking at, you you start looking at the small organisms and anything, exciting yeah, exactly. stuff that's down there as well. That's one of the beauties about British diving as well. There's so many cool small things that you can see. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. definitely with
1: the camera, We had our eye on a, um, a lobster yesterday that was doing this march across the sand like this. No
0: way, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
2: crab, starfish. It was just like, and this is just off our Norfolk coast, so it's, you know, not like Cornwall. And yeah, we were just like The visibility,
1: the visibility yeah. was good, what, five metres plus, yeah. you know, brilliant.
0: And like, there's so many bad things you can see, up, say about the corona and stuff. But it's really, I think, it's opened a lot of people's eyes to their local diving, um, yeah. which is which is amazing because we all have it right outside, or most of us have it not very far away, and you can just go yeah. diving and incredible yeah. diving. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yes, with the with the cameras as well. So I was always a bit worried about that. Um, but with the parallels but you always kind of want to bring back the memories and show, like your mom or yeah, of course. Like, Look what I saw! It was awesome. And but having those footages as well, and the new Vikita that is able to to it records data that use for citizen science, especially this day in the global with the warming as well. Like if, if we can get enough people to upload the the data that comes with as well, not just the video, um, an incredible, probably invaluable amount of information that the scientists analyze what's actually going on. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's really diving with a whole different purpose now. And that's
2: just by you filming stuff you can show it is, it yeah as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the environment, you know, as divers is obviously so so important. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly we've had
1: um, we've had some of these some of the people who we've had on we've t- talked about this where you know using liverboards uh when they drop their divers off say in Galapagos with the you know if they're filming the whale sharks you know you can use them to track certain whale sharks and the people who we spoke to uh, last week from um Mount pacific, Mount pacific weren't they you know same mm-hmm. thing as using photos to track certain manta.
0: yeah. Yeah, so exactly. More
1: that. Come on, really. Yeah. So it's
0: good. We, um, it's good. We, I, I was in in Antarctica in January as well on the, oh, wow. the trip. Yeah, which was just mind blowing. Being down there, that was. That's probably my life is probably going to go a bit (laughs) after that I'm afraid that was it that was that was peaking Um, it was just uh, mind-blowing but we went to visit this Ukrainian research station called Vernatsky and uh, there was a a whale scientist there called Okshana and she was showing us how she was doing biopsies and stuff like that she actually had a crossbow that she would fire at the whales to get um, a skin biopsy from the whales. But she would also ask all of us, most of us who were there had really nice cameras with big stuff. And we had literally hundreds hundreds of humpback whales that were leading and bubble that and a lot of them were doing the, the tail going down. So but the way she was identifying these different whales was by all the whales have different markings on their tails. Mm-hmm. So if we can get proper picture of the tails, she was like, Please send me all of them. So all important data that I can use as well. So if you ever like see whales and stuff like that, there's there is someone
2: out there who's researching it. And yeah.
1: I've yeah, yeah,
2: it's incredible. Yeah, the
1: power of the camera.
0: Yeah. And then uh, that's you just having fun and enjoying yourself as
1: well. <laughs> but I, I'm a bit of a believer though, um, and I might be on my own on this one, but um, it's actually quite nice that there's, that there's still a lot of things about these animals that we don't know. You know, because it's at that. The unknown that keeps them uh, free and keeps them wild. The more you, the more you get to know them, makes them almost too accessible. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It's
1: great with the scientists. That's great, you know, because you know it's it's good to understand. But on the other side, that information can get in the wrong hands, and then they get used to hunt them and things. So, because not everyone is in the same belief as us who love them and love to see them from afar.
2: Yeah.
0: Fortunately, uh, you can see it on both sides as well. Like with, with knowledge as well, it comes to knowledge and how to protect the animals. Yeah. Uh, and that's especially considering all the, all the whale culling stuff that was done down in the southern east as well. Now, actually, they think that the humpback population is nearly back uh, mm. back up 90%. It's insane like that. Because well, they've they hunting
1: people. them in the Faroe Islands.
0: Yeah, but there, there, there still are um, the pilot whales, which is more of a dolphin species. They're not endangered, but it's it's a, very, uh, it's a very controversial topic,
2: that's for sure. Yeah, 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 it's a, yeah pretty amazing. Yeah, so, so what's your plans for their sort of future running up to the, the expedition? Have you got anything else happening? Um, well, obviously,
0: going back home now, trying to get some dives in back in the Faroes, and uh, hopefully getting to the, the Tram Explorer course with Boogie, that will be amazing. It's um, do a bit deeper and longer dives as well. Boogie, Boogie does rebreather diving as well, so I'm, I'm a little bit considering bringing longer rebreather really back home, but there's always a, the baggage restriction as well and I'm not sure how much my mom would enjoy it if I kept going off diving all the time. <laughs> 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 um, and then it would just be a lot of training, a lot of um, getting ready Maria's going to come over. I'm, I'm getting over to Denmark when we can, and we'll do some drills together and, and get properly prepared. It's not just going on an expedition. I feel like you really need to hone your skills. Obviously, it's already been a year since I last cave dived, so um, mm. there's always a lot of practice. You can always There's always something in practice. So yeah. Yeah. it's just getting on in the water as much as possible, down before
1: we go. That's yeah. well, good because you know, you know, a lot of people in the cave diving world who I'm sure would soon jump in with you and go for, a, you know, some practice. So that's that's good.
0: Yeah, but anyone who would, like just isn't even a cave diver could come in as well. It might be a bit boring when you like you're watching someone like swimming around with a blindfold trying to to get away back out and stuff. But it can also be quite. Yeah, entertaining. <laughs> yeah. it can also be quite entertaining with a the banger heads against stuff and. Yeah. <laughs> But that that's also kinda of how how I it piqued my interest as well, is watching the other guys practice their skills. So I think even though you're not doing a course, you can still come along and, and have a look and feel of
2: what technical diving might be all about. So you jump it's
0: yeah. a very shame
2: that tech camp got uh, cancelled this year. Yeah, it's having an appreciation probably of all the different the same the elements of scuba diving or diving that you can go down. Yeah. Yeah, see. Well,
1: hopefully next year these things will come back, uh, Eurotech uh, should be next year as well, I don't know if that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, we'll see. We um, uh, at so far, I think the only, the dive show in, uh, well, that we think might go ahead is the boot show in Germany, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. but we'll see how it goes. I mean, the world is changing so fast and now they're talking really? about increasing lockdowns again, so we just,
2: yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see what happens. Yeah. yeah, take it every day as it comes. Yeah. So, how are you spending, World, uh, Paddy, World Divers
2: Day? Well, we are actually doing
0: a fourth element, um, female uh, ladies' divers day. So we are quite female-heavy at 4th Element as well, which is the... Uh, oh, that's great. good. Yeah. Um, so we're doing something on Saturday. and We're going down to the local beach here. Not everyone is a diver at 4th Element, so we're trying to just get everybody to get together. We haven't seen each other since, since March. <laughs> so we um, will try and, and, and go do something together. So we're doing a social day. Um, we're a couple of divers, and then there's a couple of snorkelers, some stand-up paddleboarders, and some who are taking care of the barbecue. So oh, that's
1: right, what it's right, going right. to be. We've got Jim on the barbecue.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. we well, sure. We're giving it's him the responsibility right. of the barbie, but we
2: we'll <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we're having a bit of a, of a company day on, on Saturday, which would be lovely. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so yeah. Hopefully, yeah, the sun will be shining. <laughs> it's definitely yeah, warm.
0: Yeah. I think so. It looks like it's going to be all right weather. So yeah,
2: yeah that's good. Have you guys Thank got you. any plans for it? Not at the moment. Maybe you might be okay. kayaking or paddleboarding at the moment. Yeah.
1: I'm yeah. Not sure. Yet,
2: yeah. 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 But yeah, we'll see what what else is on the on offer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's something going on. Yeah. So, so with um all our guests, we ask them five questions. So we ask every guest the same thing. So I'll start the ball rolling. So, have you got anywhere you'd like to dive that's still on your bucket list, and and why?
0: Uh oh my well, the Galapagos is on my bucket list. Pretty, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but there's also I'd love to go to Budapest and go dive underneath the new city there. There's a, yeah. there's a big amazing stairwell that I've seen that you can go diving down, which oh. would be awesome to dive there. Yeah, I'd love to go
2: diving. There. Yeah, that's good. We haven't had that one before. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um and what's your favorite marine animal and why? That's such a good
0: question. <laughs> I think it might be the I think it might be the cuttlefish. Um, just because it's just so mesmerizing. It's so cool to look at the like how how they interact with each other, how the males sometimes mimic being a female and then cheat the other males, the dominant one, so they can court the female on the inside. They're
2: just such clever amazing animals, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, with, uh, several people have said that. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and you can see them in the UK as well. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. yeah, no, that's good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Go uh, you, I've got, okay, I've got three questions for you. Yeah. First off, okay, uh, so you're going to go diving or snorkeling, and you can take three people, either who are alive now or from history. Who are you going to take? There can be non-divers or divers. Oh Doesn't matter goodness. if you had snorkeling or whatever.
0: So David Attenborough, <laughs> who can able, who's able to do comments as we're diving. Uh, yeah. And then Marie and Karina. They're my, they're my two best friends who I just love going diving with. Really? <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah, whenever I can, I, I can bring the two of them together and like,
1: go diving. So. Good choice. Yeah. And just have David Attenborough talking away, chatting yeah. away, <laughs> <Yeah about laughs> really commenting the on what we're
2: seeing. That's
1: really nice. And uh, what's your favorite piece of uh, dive kit?
0: Oh, that's so hard. I'm such a dive kit nerd as well. I love I've got boxes. boxes of stuff. Oh, yeah, I literally just did, redid the garage. So everything is now sorted in boxes. <laughs> and everything. Obviously, this is the what Obviously, have coming, Gemma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you do. And and it's so hard. It's like you can't just get rid of anything. You just become this crazy hoarder and like, oh, I don't want to sell anything. But OK, so if we start, I need to start. Can I choose three items, please? If you want, <laughs> yeah.
1: We've not okay. had three before, usually just one. But we'll go yeah. with three.
0: OK, so my number one is my dry suit. Absolutely. I Which love- is? which is the 4th Element Arcanon, but it's the stealth one. And the stealth fabric, it, it, I'm sorry if it's a bit of commercial here, but I gen, yes, my genuine it. opinion. Uh, the stealth fabric is just so soft and flexible. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're wearing a soft shell jacket. For me, it kind of changed well. It's so comfy and lovely to be wearing. Plus, um, it just it keeps full range of temperatures. And for tech diving, it should rise to your the device. So and people can't
1: see you when you wear it either, being stealth. Yeah
0: yeah exactly <laughs> uh number two is my rebreather my XCCR. i absolutely love that thing um it's 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 a challenge to dive with as well because it's so different uh, from open diving and there's a lot of faffing so and sometimes if you yeah need to swim over something or it's not doing exactly what you it to like even though I got quite a few few hours now on it, it's, I still feel quite new. So it's still a beginning of the relationship. But man, it's just my gadget. And <laughs> then, uh, then obviously my dive computer, I, my Terek, which is just, yeah. just
1: oh, I like them.
0: Yeah, they're just lovely. It does everything. my dive.
1: Computer. Do you wear it every day?
0: No, unfortunately not. Um, I, I have it, I got quite small wrists, and I work on a desk, so it keeps banging on the table, so that's why I don't wear it every day. But yeah. I think it's, it's still like it still it looks good enough to be wearing it every day.
1: That's yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah, right there. That's a shame, waterteric, isn't
0: it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also, like, I love it that it's customizable. And one thing I particularly love is that it's got this app where so you can upload your dives and then you can go in and use it as your logbook. You can yeah. come in and because I swap quite a bit between uh, environments, temperatures, and what kit I'm using, so I can write notes about exactly how many kilos I use for for the rebreather, with the dry suit, and that kind of undergarment. And uh, it's a gotcha. lot sometimes. <laughs> so, it's, that's, so it's like looking away from the dive computer. Actually, the app extremely.
1: How many dives have you done, and are you still keeping notes?
0: I, I, I honestly, I don't, I, don't, I don't have as many as I would, I would have liked. There's, there's often quite a fair time in my dives, especially considering my job and there's a lot of travelling and stuff. And mm. I, I think I'm somewhere, of, yeah, a thousand, about a thousand, I have no idea. Just to be on the conservative side, when I got my Tarek, I started at eight hundred and then. <laughs> <laughs> go up <there>. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: yeah. We was talking to someone the other day, and uh, I think he's done nearly fourteen thousand dives, and he still keeps his logbook up to date, recorded with every single one. Yeah, Phil Shaw. Mm.
2: Have you come? Yeah, I was just about to ask
1: if it's Phil.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I've got my logbook
0: now. I've got I need to log log yesterday. So <laughs> that's so cool. But especially the like the first log like, books, like I, I did keep them religiously beginning as well. And there was such a cool way of also processing I've after done it. Like yeah. if about it. Yeah. And they're also like as showing off what kind of dives. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. Well, that's right. got the last question for you. Okay. So you're, you're a lady who's been around the world, you've seen the sights, you've seen uh, above the ground, below the ground, Antarctica, you name it, you've been there. Okay, so with that in mind, you've got a, bill, a billboard that you want to get a message out to billions of people. And you can put a quote, you can ask a question, you can put an image, you can put something on there. What are you going to put on it? What's going to be the message?
0: It has to be something to do with Antarctica and, and- and global warming um it's just so hard because you don't really know what like how to save it like when we were there it was raining a week uh, a week in a row and it's the driest continent on earth it's not supposed to be raining antarctica uh, yeah it's absolutely horrendous and that beautiful world is slowly disappearing and and even though it might seem so remote to all of us like if antarctica disappears the same it's going to Disrupt the currents that are running around, and they're feeding the rest of the planets. And is kind of like the lungs of the Earth. So we're mm-hmm. about to destroy our own lungs. Um, yeah, climate change is real. I guess for those non-believers, I can't believe they still like you have to dispute that flat Earth society. Yeah, sure. yeah, but it just—it's just like I'm not the best like verbalized of things, but it has to be
1: something regarding that. Like mm-hmm. climate change done. is real. It's good yeah it's good yeah we like that
2: yeah there's been yeah it yeah, is quite a theme about the environment and yeah diving obviously makes it very much more real i think cause you're just within yeah that body um,
0: often uh, like obviously at fourth element um we're very plastic aware and stuff and yeah and i think for the the normal person like you and me it's it's an easy thing to do to to mind how much plastic we're using, and if it's easy to feel like you're actually doing something that's helping. But how can you? How can you tangibly help the mm-hmm. the environment? Yeah. So I think yeah, just vote. Make sure you vote for
1: someone who actually believes in climate change. If we all do a little something, you know, whether it's you know uh, cut plastic out as much as that you can. Yeah. If we all do a little something together, that's a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Just uh, eat a little bit less meat. Have meat-free one Mondays or something like that. Um, anything. Yeah. Anything helps. Really.
2: You don't have to do it perfectly. You just do have. Yeah. Just yeah. make the tiny effort, and if we all make tiny efforts, it's for
1: the yeah. yeah. It's good. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good. You, you you work for you know one of the leading and forward-thinking companies in the diving industry. Um. So you know you're in the right place. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you.
2: yeah. <laughs> it Must be amazing to yeah sort of work for a company yeah where you're combining your love for scuba diving into yeah something and passing it on to other people.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially like and then the environment as well and and like it, and that it's it's actually something everyone in the company is living and breathing. It's not just something that you we're using as as a sales gimmick. It's it's really yeah, something yeah. that that everyone believes in at the company.
2: Yeah, oh, it's been brilliant. Yeah, well, I'm there sure listeners will be yeah totally inspired by yeah what you've achieved it's just amazing
0: (laughs) yeah I still I still feel like oh there's just so many other like so many of the other people that have like when you listen to the other stories you still feel like such baby and sometimes you kind of forget what you you've done so far you're always looking for the next thing or you're kicking yourself in the back we're not doing we're not diving more actually and and I think we all need to be a bit kinder to ourselves sometimes as well. <laughs> what yeah,
1: absolutely. Had. You know, there's, I think um, there's always a bigger fish, I always say. There's always a big fish. There's always somebody out there who's got more experience done, the deeper dive, you know. And, <laughs> but I think you have to be proud and acknowledge the great things you've done. And, um, you know, because there's people coming behind you, look up to you and go, look, you know, look at the stuff that she's done, you know. And hey, maybe when they grow up, they'll f- follow you you know uh you know, my daughter you know you might look at women divers today and think well one day that those things are open to someone like that you know so that'd be great yeah
0: i don't know if you guys have seen that girls at scuba have uh, just launched their ambas- ambassadors today
2: yes
1: yes yeah. Yeah, ah, yeah
0: that was so cool what a great diversification as well like so many amazing inspiring women as well that, that was just I think yeah, that's a great thing as well. Well done to
1: them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some brilliant people in there, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Maria's there as well, like, oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> So, so she's your, one of
2: your best friends, is she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's nice. She's so proud. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it does, you know, and if it helps, you know, just somebody think, well, give scuba diving a go, then, you know, that's a great achievement. But yeah, it's, yeah, yeah so sort of bringing the new divers in as well, which
1: is really amazing. I think they should have had a new diver on there, though. A what? A new, a diver. new diver. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no you've sure. got the whole spectrum covered.
0: Oh, I'm quite jealous, actually, that you're starting your journey. Like, it's literally it's just. Oh man, if you can go back and start all over again, how amazing would that be? All the possibilities that are there open for you, all the things that you can like re see or re
2: experience. That's just awesome. Yeah. We should start it sooner. <laughs> so. <laughs> and there you um, go, I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy it. I know, say so, so, yeah, embrace it and find the time and yeah, get all this kick. <laughs> it's
0: just yeah, yeah. yeah. the yeah. kit the kit one is to, is definitely I think the hardest one to to get the money and get get everything.
1: I think uh, Gemma, you've got very yeah, good. I have, uh, I have got a big riser, thank you, you to say
2: because Jim has supplied me with yeah quite amazing.
1: Hey. Oh
0: amazing! I'm so glad to hear and that. And thermals. Yeah. And yeah. thermals as well. Have you got a dry suit already? Yeah, it was a bit small, so it's gone back. <laughs> so oh, no way. way! Wow, you're starting out
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome! <laughs> well done. Very exciting. Yes.
0: yeah
2: Yeah. So it's a big thank you to Paul Very much. Oh, cool. Yeah. So yeah. So that's yeah. It's a, even more reason to jump in the cold water. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you'll be diving all year round as well. Then it's dive. Well, uh, like, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah.
2: And like you say we've got the whole of the UK and so many people we've spoken to have said it's such a diverse coastline we have from the south coast to Scotland even Ireland we've spoken to someone and you just think well it's all within a day's travel yeah you don't need to hop on a plane and go through all this crazy travel. Um no.
0: Yeah exactly plus like if you have all your kit already just try and like put it in your car and you can drive around and then you you're diming with the kit that you already know and you like you know like who's touched it as well that you're sure that it's
1: like it's not decontaminated. Well, unfortunately Gemma can't quite get all her kit in your car, they can you Gemma? No, I've
2: got a, a Mazda MX five two seater. I haven't got a dime huh? so, I think I'm likely to invest in something else or it was
1: about that big. <laughs>
2: Oh dear! I take my paddleboard. <laughs> can masking, can't you? Yeah, I got my mask and my fins in. And that's it.
0: Yeah. You just have to wear the rest of your kit while you're driving. <laughs> yeah. To the flight,
2: huh? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just even my. I've got an inflatable panel board and that won't fit in the boot, so it sits in the passenger seat. <laughs> wow Like <laughs> <Quite> crazy. <man. laughs> yeah, but it's all good fun. So you've got to laugh at it. <laughs> yeah. But there's always solutions. Yeah, like the dive master here, <laughs> he's got <a> big truck. But <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so you know, it's good fun. It's always a laugh. But so when uh, when is your next dive then? Not sure yet. Hopefully. Oh no, actually Monday. Going to Stoney. Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, mm. okay. I got my car. Yeah. yeah. So that should be fun. Give that a go so yeah maybe just try some of these other inland dive sites as well but i think we've kind of done and oldenberg water we know what it's like and it's like this
1: <laughs>
2: yeah so but yeah i had to start somewhere didn't i say that yeah, um, yeah. yeah. The pre- yeah the previous week i was in a mill pond wasn't i doing yeah. my dry suit yeah. <laughs> so yeah so yeah i've had a bit of variation of waters
0: the last couple of weeks Oh, cool yeah. You're definitely starting out like so when you when you will try the tropical and tropical waters that like, you'll be uh you'll be so comfortable. It'll be unreal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, so no, that's really great. And it's been yeah, really lovely to talk to you. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much for having me. It's yep.
0: it's been a, it's been a great way to spend the afternoon. I'm sorry if I talk too quickly as well. I do no, get a bit all excited all right. when I talk about diving. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. not at all. <laughs> did you Did you know that Faroese is actually one of the languages that you can't Google translate? No,
1: really, I'm going to, have to try it.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to. We do have, we do have like a, a, a Faroese translator where there's actually real Faroese people.
1: Great. Right. Okay, well thank you very much for your time, it's been lovely to talk yeah, to, to you. Uh, yeah, thanks Randall, lovely
0: to thank you guys. Yeah, you too, and hopefully I'll see you guys around and then we might, we might go for a dive sometime yeah. as well.
1: <laughs> Brilliant, perfect.
2: all
0: right thanks
1: very much thank you take care thank you bye bye Bye. all right well that was good i enjoyed that that was a good conversation i think we had there um what do you think Gemma? yeah
2: yeah yeah. she was really fun and yeah great to hear about her journey from beginning to where she is now
1: yeah yeah it's really good and uh just shows you what dedication um you know pays off doesn't it so uh well done and um yeah really good work so pretty good to uh, keep in contact and get an updates from her as time goes on oh God, yeah. and also uh you know she represents fourth element fourth element have been really good to us and it supported us and supported the podcast they
2: have. um
1: this has been brilliant and um, they're not alone you know we uh, have other people as well don't we so fourth element um, you know been absolutely brilliant uh been a brilliant company to get close to and uh helps you know and they've helped us 3 uh, another one um every day brilliant thank you very much uh, brief world you know in constant contact with another great company blue two um, Paralens helping us with, uh, you know, uh, support for the camera. Um, NARCT at 90. And yeah, uh, okay. Water with helping us with uh, Shearwater Peregrine, uh, which is a really good dive computer. Uh, uh, Mares um, helping you with REGS, uh, dive computer. Uh, a really nice BCD. So thank you to all these companies, um, each to one to all, they all help. And will help make these podcasts um, possible. Yeah. Honest. So big thank. you. Yeah, yeah, you know, and um, that's and thank you to our patrons as well. Um, it's easy to you know just take everybody for granted, but you know, um, after a really good episode like this, is always nice to uh, say thank you, you know, yep. and it helped made our trip to uh, St. Abs possible as well. Yeah,
2: and it was all yeah really. Easy. We had all the equipment, everything we needed, and it worked
1: brilliant. Thank you, guys. Now, um, so Ranford's going to uh, will be hopefully here in the future. Um, what's coming up? Let's talk about what what we got coming up, Jeff. Well, we've got,
2: we're going to do gonna a gonna little, talky- little
1: talky bit
2: about our trips to St. Abs, about the dives, about our equipment. So we're just going to yes. do a podcast about that, and there'll be an audiobook on YouTube.
1: Yeah, so we're going to do sort of, I suppose, little dial-ins about our um, equipment that we've been given. So, like the gloves from O3, I think, uh, let's call it a long-term test. We can sort of see how we're getting on, as the temperature cools, still feel, still fine and warm, as, you know, with your exotherm thermals, you know, as the temperature cools and we're still diving during the winter. Are you still warm? Yeah, how's it going with the temperature changes like
2: that?
1: Yeah. It'd really good, you know, um, because if you buy these things, you, know, you want to look after them and also make sure that they're the right equipment all through the season. And those clubs that O3 supported us with, they're uh, three seasons, so they you know, should carry on all the way through. In the well, so, hopefully
2: we'll be diving right through the winter if we can.
1: I think so. Uh, yeah, I can't see why not really. I'm not sure about the sea, but definitely the rivers. Yeah. We should be had a dive I and mean, then we've got um some inland places we can go if so
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and um our one of our favourite places, Stoney Cove, it's the water's usually quite durable really, right up till Christmas and New Year really. Yeah. Um it's only really when the frosts in the UK start coming down to that temperature really. Uh that can be a bit more'll <sighs> be on the old parky side you know uh three degrees well
2: uh, that's for me to find out
1: it is yeah that is yeah um so uh, it's all still doable you know it's all about getting the right equipment and prepared. well we'll so, see i a... feeding it back
2: yeah so i've got my thermals and i've got a vest so we'll just keep adding the layers and see how we go
1: well it is yeah and um you know it's a good time, you know, to test these things and uh, and feedback because then if anyone is thinking about buying such as exotherm thermals, um they can listen to your review that's out on YouTube, same as the hydro suit, um they can look up they're thinking about buying a fourth then the hydro suit, they can look up on YouTube on the big scuba and hear about your review of the thing. Yeah. Um so that's really good. And same as the if someone's looking for clubs, you know, there'll be um uh, reviews coming on the gloves that we've got from O3. Yeah, so,
2: and we've also got hood from O3 and Fourth Element as well.
1: Yeah, so uh, those reviews will be coming and just keep an eye on social media here. So, the other day I was listening to some music. It's a tune I really quite like, I don't you? you heard this song? And it kind of makes me sort of, it kind of <laughs> makes you think really about, well, um, it's about space, and I, I quite like this song, I don't know, you know, I know we're talking on Zoom, but I quite like it when you're in the background, and you're talking about space. Is it relevant? Have you got someone coming up who kind of been in space? So, uh, so listeners, um, yeah, we've got something coming up. Um, who is basically a spaceman he's been from all parts of the all parts of the pressure side of things from up there in space and actually underwater as well and it's gonna be really interesting i'm totally thrilled about uh, who we've got coming up. and um Exciting. Can't res- yeah finally we've been we've had to go through uh, checks and legal checks and all sorts of things so uh yeah that's going to be quite exciting uh, to talk to them. That's coming up through, to too. Yeah, we, so within
2: a week, watch this. It special. is, yeah.
1: We can't really share too much more at the moment, but do keep listening. Do keep an eye on social media um, for those little hints. And as soon as we can go public, we will be going public. With them. But yeah, it's going to be exciting. Look forward to it. Yeah,
2: all exciting stuff about pressure.
1: <laughs> yeah that'd be good all right so that's kind of about it really i think uh i think we said our thank yous and uh if you're still with us thank you very much for sticking with us up to episode 30 um so coming next we've got us talking about slabs then we've got mr spaceman and uh that'll be coming out next week yeah so, so keep tuning
2: yeah and tell your friends and obviously look out on youtube for the audio books of the podcast that's all on there as well so
1: yeah
2: yeah it's accessible everywhere spotify itunes podbean and youtube cool. so there we
1: are the out, of, out of this world oh, there
2: we go yeah out of this world
1: <laughs> yeah all right so thank you very much for listening and Keep tuned and uh, keep safe and also keep an eye on social media for when we can release it. Yep
2: yeah. and if you've got any questions for us or want to ask us anything just pop us a message on our email, social media, we're there, we're happy to answer. I
1: like I can um, <laughs> see you soon, that's it for me. Right, so? it? Bye
2: everyone.